0: to find out what a mental skills coach does because you've had a very busy week, but tell us a little bit about Dr Jo Lukens and what she adds to the football club. Yeah, so I was very fortunate enough to catch up with Dr. Joe Lukens through the week, and, and uh, I've been fortunate enough that I've worked with Joe. She's been at our club for, for over twenty years, and, and uh, you know she's basically one of those people that comes in and uh, is an outsider that just gives us a, an ability to, to work and, and uh, mentally prepare ourselves for not only battle but um, on the field, but battle off the field as well. So well, during the week, Ray caught up with the Cowboys' mental skill coach. So we're here with uh, Dr. Joe Lukens, who works for the North Queensland Cowboys in performance psychology. Joe, um, thanks for coming on.
1: Thanks for having me here, Ray.
0: Uh, you've been working in this sort of industry um, uh, for over twenty-five years, working with individuals, teams, and, and groups, um, getting inside their head, trying to figure out what makes them tick and what motivates them. Um, what drew you to this line of work, and what motivates you?
1: Well, it's, it's- for me it's an interesting story this is not where I intended to um to to finish my career and where I wanted thought I was going to be based um so I actually as a young teenager was convinced that I was going to be joining the police force um so that's where I was was heading and and I went down to the police academy in Brisbane and when I had a chat to them about you know what I was going to do the first thing they asked me is what degree was I going to get and I didn't realize I needed to get a degree to join the police force. Yeah, I actually didn't. Yeah. Um, it was just a very wise police officer that could see how young I was at the time. So I, I went back to school and they, they said to me, oh, well, maybe psychology might be something that will be helpful for you. So I studied psychology and then I think probably for the good people of Queensland, luckily I'd uh, cast aside those um, aspirations by the, end of, by the end of my degree. And so I'd found my love of psychology and particularly in sports psychology.
0: What's the most re- rewarding part about that?
1: So I think it's a couple of things. I think for me, it's a real privilege to get to have that kind of conversation with someone because to work in that psychology space, people really have to trust you. And then they often have to share, you know, what they're thinking and their vulnerabilities and a whole range of other things. So that's that's a pretty special place to be, having those kind of conversations with people and gaining that trust. And then I think for me, what I find really rewarding is when you see people getting some progress and, 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 you know, working towards their hopes and their aspirations. You know, there's, there's many different ways that psychology um, can be delivered for people and lots of different ways that psychology can help people. And I guess I kind of moved myself into a space of psychology where it was really about performance and achieving and people wanting to be better. So when you get to be part of that journey and, and I guess kind of understand what that means for people, that's a pretty motivating and um, it, it's a really enjoyable kind of job for me to
0: have. When a young, fresh-faced Ray Thompson came into your office many years ago, uh, you certainly had an impact on me. But how did you start to begin to work at the Cowboys?
1: Uh, so I started working in the Cowboys actually in 1996. So uh, my understanding is that there wasn't someone who worked in that sort of sports psychology space in the first year of the club yeah. and then probably with a little more bravado uh, than skill at the time. I um, And I can remember over at the stadium there, I think the offices were still demountable buildings back in those days and I, um, I found myself in front of head coach Graham Lowe and <laughs> um, and Graham said to me, oh, it's, it's funny the conversations that you remember through your career and I remember that conversation vividly and he sort of leant across his table and he said to me, Joe, I'm looking for a combination between Lois Lane and Sigmund Freud. And he said, are you up for it? And I said, absolutely. And I had no idea <laughs> what he was looking for. Um, but I was fortunate to work with the team back in, back in that year and then um, ha- maintained a relationship with the club ever since in, in different capacities over the years, you know, different, different coaches and different teams and, you know, have different needs. And, and I guess sports psychology has had a growth through that time it was very new back in the back in the 80s and the 90s for sports psychology to be recognized as a discipline yeah. and so um, I, I guess I saw it change and I guess too because I was fairly young and naive at the time I was the same age as a lot of the players back then so yeah. you know I'm certainly not the same age as the players now but <laughs> but you know we've yeah. it, we've it's grown and I think what I've seen too is a is a change in the expectations of players in the professional space because it has grown so much professionally and there's an expectation that there'll be people involved in professional sport that help you work on the mental game because of course rugby league is such a physical game and such a tactical game but it's also such a mental game so if we can help players to understand the way they think and help them on that that journey towards you know set the the goals that they're setting for themselves it's it's an extra piece in the puzzle (laughs)
0: Touching on that mental side, how, how impactful can that journey be for, for football players and athletes in general when they're going after their dreams and their goals?
1: Well, it will depend on the athlete and yeah. I guess I've seen varied experiences over the years depending upon particularly an athlete's willingness to explore that side of it. You know, every athlete is different and so yeah. what they need is different. So it's not necessarily that every athlete needs a sports psychologist to work with them, yeah. but certainly... My experience would be, and I mean, you've got your experiences that you could draw on as well, but those athletes who I've seen be successful, you know, have some skills and some strategies around the mental skill space. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, rugby league, you know, it can be anything from a, a player's expectation that, you know, if my first touch of the ball goes well, then the rest of the game goes well. And then what, what do you do when that doesn't happen? You know, yeah. how do you recover from that? What's your mental resilience like? So there's lots of space there for athletes to be challenged mentally. Yeah. And then it's about having some skills around how to, how to either pick yourself up from the disappointments, but then how to keep going when you're going well.
0: With, just touching on those skills and strategies, like um, there are so many different distractions now with social media, media. But how important are creating good habits in? Yeah, pursuit of 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 excellence or success.
1: Yeah, the the habit piece is critical.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, it's often not the most exciting piece. You know, people often when you they say you know oh sports psychology, tell me what you do, and you say oh I help people learn habits, and they go oh yeah. you know, and they they want to hear yeah. about the other stuff. But what I would say to any athlete, but I'd say to anyone who's watching the program as well, you know, life is a performance for all of us, yeah. and I really do think that at our key foundations, you know, there's some key things there, and and healthy and happy habits, you know, and and, and helpful habits, is really at the cornerstone of what success looks like. Like it's it's very difficult to be at the top of your game if you're not getting sleep, eating well, um, you know, limiting your diet of social media. You mentioned social media before, you know, all of those elements have a contributing piece to success.
0: Um, As I mentioned earlier, you work with um, teams, groups and individuals and organisations um, how's it been, what's the correlation between working with the rugby league team um, as opposed to the Defence Force? Uh,
1: yes, yeah, so I, I'm fortunate, I'm very fortunate. I think at every time that I go through the, through the gate, I think what a blessing it is to be able to to have that opportunity to work with the Defence Force because not many people get to do that. Um, and so my, my area of work there, because Defence obviously employs a, a, a wide array of, of psychologists there to do do that particular type of the work. And so I get to go in there and work with soldiers around performance enhancement. So that's always been kind of the key focus of my expertise through my career. So, and I always think it's curious because often when I'm in sports settings, you know, lots of coaches and lots of teams will often say to me, you know, tell us what happens in defence. And then I get to defence and they say, oh, what happens in sport? (laughs) And I think, you know, obviously there's some some very clear, obvious differences between what what happens in defence and what happens in sport. But there's lots of similarity, you know, there's lots of people there that need to build their confidence they need to have good habits in place they need to have good systems in terms of how they do the things that they do they need to be able to manage that conversation inside their head it's a conversation that all of us have and I often say to people it's the most important conversation you ever have is the way that you choose to speak to yourself so you know um, soldiers are curious about how can we do this to the best of our ability just like I find within football and, and the other sports that I work within.
0: No worries, well thank you for your time, a busy person, so uh, appreciate you coming on and I uh, yeah, look forward to seeing you again.
1: Always like catching up Ray.